This is the High Hopes Podcast. High Hopes. It's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the Phillies on Radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP. Yo! It is another edition. Oh, no, those are back. Of the High Hopes Podcast. A deflated yo for a deflated baseball team, Jack, come on, man. How do you not use that as fuel? How do you come out? And I know the lineup was like little league worthy today, but mm. yeah, come on, bad. man. After Hector the Protector steps up, how do you not get fired up and go out with a baseball game, Jack? Like, I'm just frustrated. I, I, I haven't seen the fire from this team. They can't bleep and hit. <laughs> What's going on, buddy? How are you? Well, it's good to be back. What's it been? Ten days? Has anything happened? Has anything happened since our last podcast? Is there, uh-huh. is there a dog crap center field right I now? We're very cool. That was fun. Uh, let me see. Has anything else happened? Uh, you uh, didn't realize that Dave, who David Boreanis was, that happened. Yeah. Um, is is there anything else? I can't think of anything else. The Eagles are going to break all Eagles fans' hearts tonight. That's going to happen. But, yeah, I can't really think of much else, Jack. Well, that's good. That's good. And then just another well-managed uh, Joe Girardi game today. Oh, God, they're frustrating, man. They're a frustrating baseball team. I can't think of I mean, like this stat, and I'm sure they'll win tomorrow because, you know, 13 and 13 and all that. But, like, like, how do you keep just winning and losing every – like, how can you not win two games in a row, Jack? Can I tell you how? They're the Phillies, and it's never normal. It, yeah, it, it always has to be the worst. It always has to be the most painful way. Like, they can't just have a normal bad center field. It has to be the worst of all time. They can't just have of a— all time! They can't just have a normal bad bullpen. It has to be the worst bullpen of all time. They can't have a normal bad defense. It has to be the worst defense of all time. They can't have normal bad starting pitching. It has to be the worst starting pitching of all time. Like— it always has to be the extremes with this team. They can't win more than five games in a row. That's not allowed. They can't go over 500. That's not allowed. Like, it's, 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 dude, I, I was thinking about this today and I thought about this a lot because when the Phillies are down, I'm down and I start contemplating everything. It's like, I put so much time and effort into this team and it's just, it, they always let me down. You know, it's, it's freaking, they can't just, they have to lose in excruciating ways. Like they, they'll bring in guys like Joe Girardi, and they just suck at managing here. Like they can't, they can't even do smart things like give Scott Kingery that contract and him be normal. No, he's freaking awful. Like they can't. Like everything they try to, like even analytics, like even analytics, like the, every one in the freaking sports doing it, they try to do it, and it's like. Well, it's not going to work here. Let's go back freaking old school, whatever. You know, <laughs> you know you're know, you fired up when you're almost dropping the F5. Well, yeah, well, no, it's, it's like, you know, and, and like O-Chart's great and the driveline guys are great and all that stuff. I'm just fully anticipating that not to work out. Like, it's just like it never can just be normal. It always has to be freaking awful. And it's just it, it drives me crazy. Like, like Bryce Harper batting 339, although he did get hit in the face, like, that's the, the most shocking thing of all. JT Real Muto still being a normal good baseball player is the most shocking thing of all. I am shocked they didn't come here and forget how to play this sport. Yeah, but Bryce got hit in the face, Jack. 
Let's not just gloss over that. Bryce Harper locked in, having his best April as a Philly, one of the best Aprils of his career. And of course, he gets hit in the face, like with a baseball at 97 <sighs> miles per hour. Like, and not even for like a baseball reason, just because this guy couldn't control where the ball was going. Like, it just, it's, of course he did. Of course he did. Of course, Bryce Harper, who has been Bryce freaking Harper. Of course he got in the face of the baseball. And now he's going to come back in like two weeks. And he's going to, uh, his timing's going to be off. And he's going to, all this stuff's going to happen. And it's all just because we can't have nice things, Jack. We can't have nice things. Like Joe Girardi, what a perfect thing. I've texted all my Yankees fans buddies over the last couple weeks and been like, why didn't you tell me Joe Girardi sucked? Like, why? Why did you lie to me? Why did you tell me he was a good manager? And they're like, oh, he was, you know, he's bad with the bullpen, but he wasn't horrible or anything. I'm like, well, he's horrible here, okay? It, it just, I, I'm with you, Jack. I'm with you, buddy. It always goes wrong. And it's like, you know, we're sitting there spending a lot of time. Obviously, we took 10 days off from the podcast because, like, I don't know, James, we have, like, real-life stuff going on. I mean, I moved. Your mom came to town. Oh, from- yeah. Uh, by the way. Yeah. How, homeowner Jack Fritz. I, I should have led with that. Oh, the, I apologize. The, the biggest news to hit the podcast since Jim Nance resigned. I know. Yes. I yeah bought a house. Everything's great. Moving's a lot of fun. And uh, you saw your mom for the first time in what, like a year and a half? Year and a half, man. It that was is amazing. a long time. It, but very cool, particularly for Zoe. Like watching her and Zoe now that Zoe's older and can actually like, interact with people. It's been very cool. Yeah. Now, there, a lot. A lot cooler than than you know <laughs> losing on a wild pitch in the bottom of the ninth. Oh well, at least it was David Hale. At least, at least yeah, yeah high leverage Hale. David Hale's on the team, as if Joe Girardi weren't a bad enough manager. He's bringing his bad pitchers with him. Well, good thing he pulled Aaron Nola after eighty pitches today with a <laughs> depleted bullpen. Yeah. And also just like can't help but like sub guys in and out right and left when you have no one on the bench. Like they went into extras with zero players on the bench. Like great managing, Joe. Awesome. Yeah, well, it's always it's always nappy as the right-handed uh, option off the bench too, which doesn't help. I mean, it's just <laughs> like the, it's it's they're 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 it, they're they're very top-heavy. Like they're 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 a good-ish baseball team. Like they're they're fine. It's just like once you get into the later innings, you start seeing the real big flaws with this team. And you know maybe it's because uh, the two guys running this team were in the AL for a long time in Girardi and Dombrowski, but like you need better bench options if you're going to really compete in, in National League Baseball. Um, you need more relievers, all that stuff. Like they just, it's, it's year, I don't know, James, four of this, but they need more. <laughs> like like they, need, they need more. They, yeah. they need more everything. They need more bullpen. They need more starters. They need more bench pieces. Like the starting, starting lineup has been disappointing, but I think they can be, obviously they should be better. It's just... Like they just need more. They they're not they're not good enough. Well, Jack, that's where it comes back to what we always talk about. Like why we have built like the our our core belief system at the High Hopes podcast about what the Phillies have needed and do need to do is the organizational depth, man. Like they don't have players to bring up and fill holes. Like when a guy gets hurt, like Segura, like and Nicky Maton's been fine. Like don't get me wrong, I, I like Nick Maton, but but like they don't have. Uh, when your four or five starter just flat out doesn't work out, when your bullpen guys are hurt, like they don't have guys to fill these holes. Like not only is their bench bad, not only is the back of the rotation bad, not only is the back end 
their bullpen bad, but they don't have any options. Like they don't have guys like the Braves, the Dodgers, all these other teams, the Padres, they just bring dudes up. Like, hey, if the Padres have a starting pitching issue, oh, let's bring Mackenzie Gore up. Like, like that kind of stuff. And that's a high-end example. But I'm just talking about, like, major league quality players that you can cycle in. Like, this team has none of it. Like, organizational depth, and it is obviously, to your point, also 25-man roster depth, like, both the 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 bottom end of the 25-man roster and the, and the 40-man roster – are bad. It's bad. And like they can get by if, you know, the top three starters are awesome. Like they've been at times and, and more often than not, if Harper's amazing, Romuto's amazing, Hoskins is amazing, Didi's amazing, Segura's amazing. Like they need, and there's so little room for error. Like they so little room for error because they don't have that depth that they can spell guys with, that they can pinch it with, that they can this with it, but that with. Like it's just a, it is like you said, a top heavy roster, top to bottom, both both twenty five and forty man. Well, James, I mean, at least center field's fixed. You know, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, oh, they, they brought him right up and everything's fine in center field. I was I was supposedly told so. Yeah, great. Excited is here. But uh yeah, it's just Yeah. Like like it's Nick- made it even more fun to watch this team. Oh than yeah. To watch that guy. Yeah, well and like Nicky Maton, he's been like really fun. I mean, obviously he's cold off in St. Louis, but just honestly, just like watching his defense has been refreshing. Made another crazy play today. But they just they 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 don't have enough guys. Like you need especially in National League baseball, and that's part of what makes it such a beautiful, beautiful sport is is you need guys you need guys you can you can shuffle up and down from from the minors up and like they're they're honestly they're they're built like an al team without the super fun offense all right let's because i do think that you know look we we know what the other holes are because we've talked about them nonstop, and we're going to talk more i'm sure about the four and the five starter and the bullpen issues and the you know zero bench and mccutcheon and center field and all that but but Within that, we haven't like the whole offense is struggling. I mean, yet again today, three runs. They haven't been able to convert with run the run numbers with runners in scoring position outside of JT have just been like abominable. Um, no one's getting on base for Harper. Like, what's going on, Jack? Like, I always I'm I'm a big you know chill out guy, chill out. But it's it's, it's May tomorrow or t- in two days. Like, you know, we're we're moving along a little bit. Yeah, I know. Well, so. Uh, JT's off to like a really underrated scorching start. I mean, just like just smoking balls night in, night out. And he's even hitting in the clutch, which I didn't know was possible. So good job by JT. Um, Harper's obviously been unbelievable. Hoskins is on a nice little run here. I actually, I know it's been bad, but I'm starting to feel some optimism about the offense. Uh, like Kutch has looked really good since Girardi sat him down for a couple games. Um, Bohm, I think, is definitely close. Like, you can kind of see his at-bats coming together. He had two hits today. He was getting super unlucky. Um, he's just getting, He was getting jammed with fastballs in, but you've, you've seen him kind of make that adjustment the last two days where he's starting to start his bat a little bit faster, and he's starting to get to those balls a little bit more. So if you can get Bohm, Kutch, you get Segura back, um, and then if Harper, I mean, hope, hopefully he's, he's good coming back from the, the face thing, I think he will be. Uh, JT, if you keep him going, like that's a pretty good top six. We know center field is a disaster. Um, we know, I mean, DD's been up and down. We're probably getting one of the few DD hot streaks coming up here, uh, given his health. So I just feel like they're they're all kind of pressing um, at the same time. 
and they're all trying to play hero. I mean, that's a lot of strikeouts. They got to cut that stuff out. Um, but you know, and that was so that was so frustrating about last night was you know, uh, Harper and Didi get plunked, and then all of a sudden, like they're they're at bats, like they get locked in. It's like what? Why aren't you doing this all the time? Why does it have to take Bryce Harper getting hit in the face and Didi getting hit in the back for you guys to start locking in at the plate? So. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I I just think that I'm still basing on the track records. And I know it's been frustrating and the runners in scoring position thing drives me crazy and the strikeouts are nuts, but I'm starting to I'm just gonna bank on the track records. Wake me up in June. Um and I just think that we're 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 getting Kutch back to where we need him to be, and I think we're on the verge of a nice little boom streak. I I agree with you on boom. I I have been more optimistic about Kutch the last couple of days, but I'm not ready to, like I said, I'm a, a chill out. It's it's not even May. It's not even June, for that matter yet, um, type of person. But I would like to see them go get going a little bit. My bigger issue has been the the lack of fire from this team, the lack of um, the lack of like preparedness to play in a way. You know, the sharpness. Like we we talk about it a lot, but they are still a horrific defensive team. We sat in the the loss a couple nights ago, the Eflin start in St. Louis, just another night. I mean, the Brad Miller play was, was horrendous. I mean, Roman Quinn, you know, man, just so many times. Um, I, they're a really bad defensive team, but they also, like, they don't play smart baseball. I mean, Zach Wheeler made that, that super smart play in his, you know, brilliant outing on Monday night, but we don't see a lot of those, like, except for Maton. Maton actually seems like a pretty smart defender out there, but but they just haven't been sharp and... And then, like, again, uh, you want to see them come out today after what happened last night with some fire, with some, like, heat, man. Like, what are we doing here? And they came out limp again. Like, and I like that they fought back after the the Carpenter homer and tied it up. But again, they just lose. Like, I, I just, you, we talked about this. We were texting last night about it. But it's like, you got to use that as fuel, man. You got to use Bryce Harper getting hit in the face and then the next hitter getting plunked as, as fuel. You got to go out one bud against those Cardinals. Like metaphorical, uh, maybe a little literal. But like, you, I just, that's disappointing me, Jack. This team that that during that 5 1 start, we were talking about, oh, they know it's time. Oh, they know they got to make the playoffs. Oh, blah, 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 blah. Like, and I feel like I haven't seen that since. Yeah, I agree with you. That's that's been my uh, problem with them on the road. It's like no one can kind of get them going. No one can give that kind of spark. Um, and I thought Brad Miller at leadoff might have done it a little bit because he's kind of a, a high energy guy, and he did a, he did a decent enough job. But they just they don't have yeah. a, they don't have enough guys that can kind of motivate them on the road. Um, they can kind of you know get the clubhouse going a little bit. Like the, they feel like a very clicky team. Like everyone has their own like group of three or four guys, but they don't feel like a great, you know, cohesive team. Um, and that's honestly what that's what happens when you when you bank on free agents and trades to build your team is that these guys don't come up together, they don't want to win together, and and they don't have like the sweat equity built in with being a Philly. Like they're all kind of brought in and and hoping that they mesh together rather than grow up together and mesh together. So I think that's been a big reason why that they've struggled on the road the last couple of years because no one really knows each other. Um, and I mean, like you hope that as they continue to grow, that they, they can learn to know each other. But like last night when Bryce and Didi go down, it was the first time I, I felt like they were coming together and it was like, oh, okay. Like they actually are giving a crap right now. And, and it's, it's good to see. And like, like even today with the, with, with Naris hitting Arenado and it was awesome. Like great. I'm glad he did it. And Hector, the protector and all that stuff. I mean, like I, 
not headhunting and throwing at people is fine. Like, enough with the whole, ugh, I'm so sick and tired of the whole, ooh, is you, you can't throw at people. Like, it's, it's, the, it's the way the sport has been forever. Get over it. It's whatever. Um, not headhunting, whatever. It's good. Um, and you saw it today. And it was, it was professionally done. It was old school baseball. Arenado went right down to first base. Everything was fine. It, everyone understood there that have actually played baseball, right? That's the full disclaimer. They've actually played the sport, understood that how that happened was perfectly fine. And, and then for that to happen, and then for Matt Joyce to get thrown out at third base, it's just like, great. So we're back to being a dumb baseball team. Like we're back to doing dumb stuff all over again and, and, yep. and hurting ourselves on the base pass. I mean, Roman Quinn again today on base pass. It's like, what, how, how do you keep, how does a major league baseball team continue to do this stuff? Like, what, if Joe Girardi, like, why is Joe Girardi here then? I mean, if, if this stuff is going to keep happening, I thought this was going to be cleaned up under Joe Girardi. Like, how the frick is Matt Joyce, who's been in baseball for 15 years, why the hell are you getting thrown out at third base with your four hole hitter coming up? Like, what kind of sense? Why does everyone come here and get dumb? Why? They all they all become dumb baseball players. Yeah, I'm so with you, man. Like, it's unbelievable. I mean, the Joyce thing today was it's like, unbelievable. What are you doing? You you are That was like a Little League, man. Like, you don't do that in Little League, you know better. It, it, was, it was utterly, utterly insane. And it's like, what is the upside there? You're scoring a ball in the outfield. Like, there's going to be two outs. You're moving yep. on contact. Like what? Like what? I mean, unless David Hale's coming in to throw a wild pitch and blowing the game, then yeah, maybe that would be good upside. <laughs> and I get like, I guess you know, like, I-, I mean, Alex Reyes had had six wild pitches on the year, which is whatever. But it's just like, it's you're Matt freaking Joyce, man. Like, who do you think you are? Whatever. No, no, it's not whatever. You're right. And and the same thing with some of the stuff we've seen from Roman Quinn. Roman Quinn trying to take third that time, like, just dumb, dumb. Baseball. I mean, how many times have we seen these guys get thrown out on the base pass? Like over and over and over again, whether stolen bases or dumb decisions on tags or whatever. I mean, it's like constant. And to your point, like, why is Joe Girardi here? Like, this is the point I was making before. This is supposed to be, if nothing else, a team that is going to play sharp, smart baseball, a team that is going to be prepared to play every day. A baseball is a grind. Like the best teams are the ones that can take it seriously every day and care every day. And that's where a great manager comes in. Like that's where that guy is. It's his whole job. His whole job is to get you ready to play every day. And this team from multiple angles, whether it's the sloppy play, the dumb play, or just the total lack of energy like you talked about before and i do think that's an interesting thought about the road the the lack of guys to get him fired up but like then joe girardi has to do it right i mean why is this guy here why is he making five million dollars or whatever absurd number it is a year if he's not gonna at, at a base get this team ready to play every day and have them show up like professionals and play hard every single day like what's the point yeah well and then you couple in the decisions on top of that and it's just like, I, I keep waiting for the real Joe Girardi to show up, and I felt like last night was the first time I, I kind of related to him. I was like, there he is. Like, I left last night saying, welcome to Philadelphia, Joe Girardi. Like, welcome, like you're here. Like, you're not just here collecting a paycheck. Like, you're, like, welcome to Philadelphia. That was your moment. That was like, dude, everyone was behind this baseball team heading into the game today. It was Everyone was just like, yo, bleep the Cardinals. Let's go win. Like, it was the most, this, City had been behind this baseball team since the five and one start. And it felt like one of those, like, all right, Joe Girardi's here. Like, he's going to start getting the most out of these guys. And then to see them continue to make the mistakes today, it's like, 
Well, what gives, man? Like, what gives? And, and at least, at least in the freaking post game show or post game press conference, he said, "Hey, today's game's on me. I've messed up. Also, Matt Joyce, I can't make that play." Like, at least he was finally saying, "Oh, you mean he actually called out a player? Oh. He actually he decided to to break from his game cap." routine what a miracle i know i know so yeah and and you know the road stuff's got to be on a manager you got to figure out how to win on the road get these guys fired up it just it just seems like and this is the problem under gabe but you know there's never a sense of urgency never like all right let's go um and it's just uh it's it's woefully disappointing and you know i mean they split today they split the series against the cardinals they should have won today um you know to to not capitalize on the hector hitting Arenado and and that stuff Yep. Felt like a big miss. Um, so, listen, disappointing road trip. The Mets are coming into town. We avoid the Grom again. I don't know. Hopefully hopefully the the home stuff can get them going. <laughs> yeah, but it, but it is. Like, they got to figure this thing out. Like, they can't – this team isn't good. They're not going to win, you know, 80% of their games at home. Like, they need to figure this road thing out. Like, they can't keep being this horrible. I mean, you said this dad today. I heard it on the afternoon show, but that – that they haven't won a four-game series on the road since 2017? Yeah. Like, what? What, Jack Fritz? Like, that is an absurd stat. And all the stats we've talked about with this road stuff, like the one you put out, whatever they – and it's worse now. It was 77 and whatever, 119 at the time, I think. And, like, it's worse. Like, and again, to bad teams. Like, not that St. Louis bad, but Colorado losing two or three there. Like, and I know that they first – Colorado is, like, the, the, the fourth circle of hell – for the Philadelphia Phillies, be like, you can't go lose two or three to that team. You just can't. Like, not if you want to be a playoff team. And and what's so frustrating about this stretch of baseball right now is that that there's actual opportunity. Like, no one in the division is doing anything. Everyone's mediocre right now. Like, the Phillies actually, if they had, uh, you know, use harness that five and one start and had some kind of actual hot start, like, like they could be up six, seven games in the division right now. Like, it's so frustrating. It is infuriating jack like they had a real opportunity here to get a lead that they're gonna need against teams that are more talented than them top to bottom more talented and they missed that opportunity or at least it looks like they're they're in the process of still missing that opportunity yeah 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 i mean it's it's hilarious like talked about heading to the season about how loaded the nl east is and they've all just been so mediocre it's not even funny (laughs) It's, it's it's nuts, but yeah, I mean, listen, this was this was the time. This is the time to do it. This is the time to 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 capitalize, and um, you hope that it's just early season woes. And and to be to be fair, I mean, like Archie Bradley going down has been a major thing, like a major problem. Um, and it's brought like the Coonrod home run the other night to 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 Goldschmidt. Like that's Archie Bradley's guy. I mean, Coonrod I think is good. Um, and him getting worked up last night was hilarious, but um. Like that—that's a guy that you trust. You trust. Yeah. You trust Archie Bradley in that spot. You trust a Jose Alvarado. I trust Connor Brogdon in those spots. But um, like it—they they don't have. And we talked about this at the beginning of the podcast. Like they—they they don't have enough depth and enough dudes that if a guy goes down, that they can step up and replace him. Like they're better. They're definitely better than they've been in years past. But they still don't have enough. I mean, like Archie Bradley going down shouldn't derail the whole bullpen, and the bullpen was great against the the Cardinals this series. But you've seen in in the in the, since the last time we talked, like the Archie Bradley spot um, being used by wrong guys, and um, you know it's just and 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 now with Bryce and now with Didi and uh, you know now Archie's still out. Like they're they're the injuries and COVID stuff is piling up, and you know they just 
I worry that the depth isn't there for um, you know, for them to go on a sustainable run. Like everything has to go right for them. Yeah, I mean, like again, like the freaking lineup they rolled out today. I mean, five through nine was about as bad as any Phillies lineup I remember since like they were a sixty-six win baseball team. Oh, it was a, spr- you know, it was like, a spring it was training. Bad. It was a spring training lineup. I mean, numbers wise, it might have been worse. It was unbelievable. Um, yeah, I, I it's frustrating, and and I think that that the the top of the the potential of the the core of the guys here you know the 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 top heavy that we're talking about like is like a nice core like that's the thing that's frustrating that's why you can look at this baseball team and say oh like they do have a chance like the core is good it's just everything else around it is like you said jack like at times historically bad like and and otherwise just bad i mean the center field position i mean what is it like seven for 84 or something on the season? Like it's something like just it's, it's again, like you could probably stick a picture up in that spot and have better results. Like it's been that horrific and, and good thing they brought Odubel Herrera up. That's worked out really well. Awesome. Thanks for that guys. Thanks. Like, all right, let's talk about turn field real quick. They have to go get somebody, right? I, I like, they have to, I, I would just ride Moniac. Like I don't, I don't like Odubel does nothing for me. Give Moniac the position and figure it out. I mean, he was playing better before before Herrera got called up and whatever. I mean, it's it is what it is. I mean, I, I would like I don't know who's trading their center fielder right now. I mean, like if the A's had fallen out of it, Ramon uh, Loriano would have been fun. Like like Kiermaier, sure. I mean, but are the Rays going to look looking to trade him right now? Um, I mean, I'm sure there's a guy out there, but I mean, that's the problem with where the Phillies are at right now. We're two months from the trade deadline. Like who, who, who is lining up to get rid of their center fielder right now? Or who's lining up to get rid of their four starter right now? I mean, like the, the, the trade I would love to make is, is for Hanniger, but they're not going to make that move right now. They're like second in the, in the, uh, I know. in the, the AOS. Like, honestly, uh, honestly, it, it, uh, Kikuchi and Hanniger put this team in the playoffs. I mean, they're probably looking to shed salary. They want to get rid of Hanniger. I know the Phillies probably won't do it because they put them over the luxury tax, but mm. um, like, I mean, that would put them right in the playoffs. So I just don't know like who is out there that's like, I mean, uh, 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 Marisnik is with the Cubs. I mean, he could play good defense, but he also sucks at the place. So that doesn't fix anything. Um, uh, I mean, uh, Cedric Mullins would be fun, you know, but I, again, are the Orioles looking to trade him right now? I love Cedric Mullins. Yeah. Why would they trade him? He's young. And, I mean, not that you're 26, whatever, but he's cheap, young enough and cheap. Like, why would you trade Cedric Mullins? Like he's breaking out now. Yeah. Like, I don't know. That seems weird. I, I agree. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, the angels are trading off. Maybe they'll get Mike Trout. See what, see what that would be like. But... Yeah. Oh, that's actually, yeah. Good call. Yeah. That, I mean, that, listen, that's you... what we should be looking at. Yeah. Throw him a few what prospects. A fraud. What a fraud. Look at this. <laughs> That we could, if Mike Trout were here, we wouldn't be talking about the all-time worst center field position of all time. We'd be talking about a, an all-time great. Like, way to go, Mike. Way to submarine the team of your youth, the team you care about. Thanks, pal. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. I mean, just a total fraud phony Mike Trout is. But, um, yeah, well, yeah. But you know that if he came here and played center field, he would also be batting like 091 and we would be melting Mike, down. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Mike, Tr- Mike Trout's the one who's going to cheer the uh, Eagles taking some guard no one's ever heard of with the 12th pick. Like Mike Trout's going, yeah, Cooper's, man, Cooper's, right? I love the Eagles. Yeah, he's not a real Eagles fan like David Boreanaz. <laughs> <laughs> I, I appreciated uh, 
you took that one on the chin. Yeah. Like you did not try and, you know, come up with some sort of like excuse or cockamamie story. You were like on me, guys. This one is on me. I respected that, Jack. I thought you handled it well. Yes, yeah, so I Donovan chest patted it right up. But um, yeah, so for those that don't listen to the afternoon show here on WIP, um, <laughs> which like, what are you doing? I mean, why would you not listen to the afternoon show? But uh, yeah, so David Boreanis, the uh, the Bones guy, called in the other day as like Dave in L.A. And he said his last name really fast and I didn't pick up on it. And then I was sitting there as he was on hold and I bumped him down because I didn't like his point. Um, but but he but he, <laughs> he said he said his name and then I knew that they that there was a Dave guy that was an actor that lived in L.A. and I was like, man, there's no way, right? Like he called the normal call-in number, like all this stuff. Like there's no way that's him because like as a inside the this the job here, like when someone gives their last name when they call in. Like, you kind of put your ears up, you know? Like, as usually you say, like, what's your name when they pick up or when they pick up? So he gave his, like, full name, which put my ears up, but I didn't catch it because I was doing other stuff. Um, and because sometimes callers will give you their full name. If they don't call that often or whatever, they will say, like, every once in a while you'll get a caller be like, George Patterson or whatever. It's like, yeah. all right, cool, George, thanks, and, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, but he was, he called in, it, and I was sitting there, and I was thinking, there's no way that's him. And then I went on YouTube, and I caught a video of him talking, and I was like, ah, it kind of sounded like him. So I took a shot, and I bumped him up once, so he's up next, and then he got on, and... So he's talking, whatever, and then... He... So you, first and foremost, you made David Morganis wait on hold. I did make him and, wait on hold. And then he went on the air as Dave in L.A. with no one knowing he was Dave Morganis. Yes, yes. And uh, so he got Just, off... to... <laughs> okay. Just a recap, yes, yeah, so that's what happened. And then um, when, he, when he was done, I texted him, and I was like, hey, man, what would you say your last name was? And he texted back in full caps, Borianis, and you guys hung up on me. And... That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, oh, I said uh, the F expletive. And uh, and uh, yeah, so he was like, he's like, no, nah, it's all good. Like, whatever. So we made amends. We're good friends now um, and everything. But yeah. Best buds. Yeah. So David Boreanaz called in and I did not know who it was. Well, I knew who it was. I just didn't think it was actually him. And I blew the chance to let them know that we had a Hollywood star on the show. And yeah, the rest is history. Okay. I have uh, one question. Really okay. just one question. Yes. Based on this. If Jim in New Jersey called there. up and said, hi, this is Jim Nance. I'd like to go on the air. Would you do the same thing to Jim Nance or would you recognize Jim and put him on the air? Well, the first thing I would do is I would ask him uh, how he's doing since he resigned. And then <laughs> the, the second thing I would do is... <laughs> Is I would uh, I would say, well, first off, he would definitely he would definitely say <laughs> so I'm dumb. Jim, he, I love it so much. He would definitely say I'm Jim Nance, you know. Whereas David kind of <laughs> yes, bumbled his he last would. name. He would, and also, I mean, let's be real. I think at least our group of people, we all would recognize Jim Nance way before we'd recognize Dave Boyanis just from the voice. Right. So, right. I like, would pick not... up the phone and be like, "Hello," I'd be like, "Oh, it's Jim Nance. I don't even need you to tell me your name. You're Jim Nance. Hey, Jim." Yeah, you'd probably. Why'd get you all, resign from CB? Yeah, you would. You would get all high pitched and worked up. I would just be like, I. I would just put him on hold like a normal caller, because, because, because here, yeah, here's here's what I do. Here's what I do is I treat everyone the same. You know, I'm just you know, no one, no yeah, one gets totally. preferential treatment except for, uh, like five callers. But 
No one gets preferential treatment on, on our show. Well, then call my show. I'll give you preferential treatment. Yeah, if you yeah. tell me you love my hopes, you're going right to the top of the line. I'll tell you that much. All right. That is, that is Lock City. All right. Listen, that's a good that's a good inside inside plug. If you want to get on the midday show, call in. Tell James you love high hopes and he'll put you right to the top. If you call the afternoon show, don't Boom. don't say your name's David Boreanis and and uh, we'll be all good. And <laughs> you might get on the air. Yeah, we'll see. I'm enjoying talking about David Boreanis so much more than I uh, I was enjoying talking about the Phillies Jack, so that's good. Yeah, listen, I just wanted to, I just wanted to cheer everyone up before the Eagles screw up tonight and we have to watch the Mets come into town well, that's this weekend. What I, was to say. I was about to say, like, at least at least after tonight, we'll yet again be more mad at the Eagles than the Phillies. So that's something. It is. Get it, get the homeostasis back to where it's supposed to be. Right, right. Until until the Phils, well, they're at home, so they'll probably take two or three this weekend. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And then and then the Brewers coming out, Corbin Burns getting hurt, which is devastating for my fantasy team, but awesome for the for the Phillies, so I'll take that. I will too. Um even though it is again detrimental to the fantasy squad. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a real tough beat. It's I gotta be honest. I am so not looking forward to the, the I'm so not looking forward to the Brewers coming to town. I mean, they have so many guys that throw hard and like have stuff move all over the place. Like they are the most under talked about, like dominant pitching, pitching factor. Yeah. I mean, Woodruff, Woodruff's probably the best pitcher that doesn't get talked about in all of baseball. Yeah. He's Is like, that oh, a fair he, he's like, Oh, seven Brandon Webb. Dude, he's like one of the best pitchers in baseball, like <laughs> flat out. Like that's how good he is. I know. He's he's he is unbelievable. And then they got Devin Williams and, and Josh Hader and and that and, awful and Freddie Peralta ugh, and that awful Brent Suter who I can't stand. What? Yeah, you've always been a a Brent Suter hater. Oh, he's a loser. Seems like a baseball guy. He's not guy. a baseball guy. He's a super. He, he's one of those nerdy lefties that are just losers that no one wants to hang out with. That's Brent Suter. He's a, he's a baseball guy. No, he's not a baseball guy. He's not a baseball yeah. guy. You stop lying. He's yeah. not a baseball guy. He's not a baseball Big guy. Baseball he is guy. he is a lefty. He is a he's a weird quirky <laughs> lefty. That's Brent Suter. He is the worst. I it's, I I didn't make him a baseball guy. He just is a no, baseball guy. No, he's not guy. a baseball guy. Speaking of ba- <laughs> speaking of baseball guys, you asked me a baseball guy question recently, and I said yes, but I would just like to to like really hammer it home. Jacob DeGrom is is absolutely the best pitcher since Pedro Martinez and is one of the two best pitchers I've ever seen in my life. Like, Jacob DeGrom is unbelievable. Like, that guy is so good, Jack. Like, as a pitcher, like, what do you... When you watch Jacob DeGrom pitch, like, are you just like, how? Well, you know... How does this happen? I usually would be like that, but he did get outdueled by Nick Nick Pavetta last night, so, mm, you know, it's it's tough to say. (laughs) Yeah! It's tough. It's tough yes! to say who the better pitcher was. And it, it, you, are you feeling it? Okay, real quick. What are you depressed about the Phillies or excited because of Nick Pavetta? Oh, I'm way more depressed about the Phillies. Like, like the Pavetta thing. I mean, <laughs> okay. it's <laughs> like, dude. I gotta be honest. Like, by the end, I was just so drained, just just emotionally about the Pavetta thing. So, yeah, it's it's gonna be like you know, I'm rooting for Carson in 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 India. It's like that kind of thing. It's that I watch every Pavetta start. So. Um, he, listen, he looks good. I mean, I'm freaking ecstatic. They gave up him and Connor Seabold for freaking Brandon Workman, who got DFA'd by the Cubs today, who suck, and Heath Hembry. Like, it's just what a stupid, it's an all-time bad. It's trade. a stupid trade. It's a stupid trade. But, but like, it's just another. It's another frustration with the whole like the the how they 
develop these guys. I mean, like Pavetta going elsewhere being good, Cole Irvin going elsewhere and being serviceable. Like it's it's happening all over the sport. It's like, oh great, awesome. So we gotta deal with this stuff on top of our baseball team being frustratingly inconsistent. Like I fully expect, like when Velasquez leaves here after this offseason, which I mean, can we finally make that happen? Like he's gonna he's gonna throw like a three five ERA next year. Like there's no doubt in my mind. Like whoever leaves here is is all of a sudden gonna be like fine. Like freaking Arietta who sucks. Like he's back to being Jake Arietta. It's like great, awesome, fine, fun. These guys were the worst to watch here. And now they're thriving elsewhere. Yeah, we should have just kept talking about the other stuff instead of the release. Yeah. yeah. All right, what you got in the take back? Yeah, so uh, Spencer Howard looks like he's going to have a new role. Um, and honestly, like it might be the only thing, thing that can save the Phillies this season. Now, Dombrowski was on with uh, Franski on the pregame show yesterday, uh, I think. And he was saying that it's not like they're stretching him out to be a starter. Like They're basically stretching him out to be a super opener where like four innings, five innings, like they're not stretching him out to be – you know, a six, seven inning guy. They're stretching him out to manage the innings, but also like, like honestly, it was probably what the tipping point was. And we, we didn't even get to this because it happened a week ago, but like <laughs> David Hale coming in to face Spencer, uh, Trevor story and not Spencer Howard, because Girardi doesn't trust him to come into a spot like that with, with like, with it being a clean inning. Like he apparently needs Spencer Howard to have a clean in, a clean start to an inning to, for him to trust them. So I guess that was probably the tipping point of like, listen, if you're not going to use him there, but you're going to have him use mop-up duty, like what the hell was Spencer Howard doing in down 8-2 in like for four innings? Like what the – It was embarrassing. Oh, Jesus. But anyway, um, like it's one of those things where they're probably like, okay, well, if he's not going to do that, then we might as well stretch him out and make him like a, a, a semi-starter or a super opener where he can give us three to four innings. At least those innings are going to be – clean for Spencer Howard to come into. So, um, listen, Matt Moore has been a disaster. They'll probably piggyback Matt Moore and Spencer Howard and, and whatever. But if they, again, much, much like Mickey, if he can just figure it out and, and be a normal four or five starter and be the number one prospect in the system, like it would help this team a lot. Yeah. Immeasurably, immeasurably. Like it would be a massive thing for this team. Like again, uh, and, and on top of that, to the point we're making before, or like with a team that has so little organizational talent past that that top tier group of guys, the core group of guys, like like you need to squeeze the talent out of what do you have? And like Spencer Howard is definitely more talented than Chase Anderson and Matt Moore. Like flat out, no question about it. Like squeeze some talent out of this guy, Jack. What else you got? Um oh, uh did you so uh in I guess that I I was legitimately geeking out today. Um, so you saw the play where McCutcheon came home and everyone was freaking out because Dusty Watham put up the stop sign, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, Fran, I thought Franzen had a great explanation of what was yeah. happening on the broadcast. Yeah, so basically the Phillies have been studying the tape and and they knew that Goldschmidt makes the read off of the third base coach. So like if the third base coach is putting up stop sign, like like – most of the time, most of the time, first basemen are like kind of reading the base runner or whatnot, but he reads the third base coach. So they had this play set up where he's going to put the stop sign. Goldschmidt's going to read that and he'll cut it. And it got the Phillies a run. And I don't know. That was just like, you don't really see plays like that in baseball. Like you don't see like strategy like that on the fly. And I thought it was like the coolest thing ever. So, you know, shout out to Dusty Watson. Good, good, good play today. I loved it. I, 
I was listening. I was walking my dogs. What happened? So I was listening to Scott and Kevin, and and Scott, you know, he's making the call, and as he should, he's like, he's got the hands up, he's blowing through the stop sign, does the whole thing, and then Franzen, like right after, explains it really well, saying like, no, 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 that was a play, that was a thing they were doing, like, and explained why. And I'm so with you, man. That's like like chess checkers type stuff. I mean, that's that's really cool. You don't see that stuff. And uh, now if Joe Girardi could just get his guys ready to play every day with a little bit of life and energy, you know, that other stuff is awesome. Like do more of that. And, and, you know, the other stuff. Yeah. 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 But uh, I guess I don't really have much else. I don't think, cause it's been a frustrating week at Phil's baseball. Um, but, yeah. but I had a bunch of stuff from last week that I had my notes, but now it all just seems silly. Yes. Yes. So, I, honestly, I though, it. honestly though, like, Shout out to Hector Neris. It was such a, it was just well executed. It was professional. It was part of the game. It was perfectly fine. And, uh, you know, I'm glad, I'm glad someone did it. I'm I'm glad someone did it. Um, And like, I like that it's Hector. I mean, that's, that's kind of cool to me. And all the, uh, all the old people out there who seem to hate Hector Neris, maybe they can finally, you know, come around to him. I mean, he's (laughs) He's got he's got like yeah, a one five ERA. That's great. It's like that thing on Twitter, the the where they have the handshake thing, and it'll be the one thing on one side, and then the other thing on the other side, and then they can agree on. It's like we can all agree on Hector in the middle on this one, right? Like Hector, he he came through. And look, I I saw some people on Twitter doing the like doing in the ninth inning of a tie game. It's like, look, honestly, I get that, I really do, but I think there are certain things that sometimes are just more important. Than, than winning one individual game during a season. Or at least it's worth taking the risk that... that and, and he did it with two outs. It was Arenado. Um, and he backed it up by getting a strikeout the next play. Like, he, it was a risky thing to do. But Hector realizing that, that was more important that he do that, that his opportunity... He wasn't pitching where it was done after that batter, and it was, the, it was no one freaking Arenado. Like, Hector took advantage of that, and he said, this is more important... And I'm with you, Jack. I respect the hell out of it. I loved it. And that's, again, like to tie it all back around, like that's why today's loss was so particularly frustrating because after Hector did that, like you got to win that game. Like, and and look, they had to win the game two nights ago after the guys got hit. We talked like it was a must win game in that moment. But like after Hector does that, I just would have liked to see that fire the team up a little more than it seemed to. I agree. Winning last night made up for game five in 2011. And then to come out today was, uh, was frustrating, but <sighs> James, that's just what they do. <laughs> just what they do. Just what they do. All right. Final thoughts for it. Final thoughts. Uh, Phil's are home this weekend. If you're heading out to the ballpark, stop by Four Fingers, grab some high hops to drink and watch this team together. Uh, someone walked in and 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 uh, last weekend and pulled and finally did the bit of asking my dad about the Phillies, and he was nice. he did yes. not yeah he didn't get it. So um, yeah, so it's it's fun. Go in, talk to my dad about the Phillies. He won't know what you're talking about. And uh, yeah, grab some high hops, go down to the ballpark, and they're at home this weekend. So uh, two or three. My final thought: two or three. Uh, all jokes aside, congrats on the house, man. Like that's like a a big life moment. Like buying your first house is a true blue, never forget it, uh, really meaningful life moment, and uh, and that's awesome. Thanks, man. Yeah, it's man, nice. I'm really excited for you and Jill. That's super cool. It's nice having outdoor space. Uh, you know, we've been inside little awesome. apartments for the last couple of years, so. Uh, yeah, we can finally sit outside, have some fires, drink some beers, and uh, hang out. So it's uh, it's fun. It's a cool place, and uh, we'll we'll have to figure out something where we can get you guys out there and come out, hang out with Elliot and I. Oh yeah, well I'm vaccinated now, so I'm I'm ready to roll. I'm ready to hang. I'm ready to party. So I'm Uh-oh. sure we'll figure something out. 
Uh, um, so yes, I'm ready. Yeah. So anyway, congratulations, man. That's really awesome. And, uh, I'm excited. Um, uh, I'm excited for you guys. Um, all right, we'll be back next week. Uh, my mom is leaving. Uh, Jack is settled. So uh, we'll make it all happen. And, uh, in two or three. So he's pressed themselves. So we'll see you later. Bye.